This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream. I can't do I can't do scary voice and do a trill. Welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 240, and tonight the countdown to Halloween Potathon inches closer. And closer to every horror fan's night of nights, All Hallows Eve itself. We've got, what, seven days left? Is this day 15? Yes, it's day 15. Day 15. There's like seven days left of Halloween, I think. I don't know. Don't ask me to do math. I'm really punchy today. <laughs> what makes that new different? Well, because joining me today, I have two fabulous guests. Yes, from the fabulous world of horror movies themselves. The people that are making them and the people that are starring in them. And I am talking about award-winning horror movie director Troy Escamilla and the star of Chill the Killing Games and the upcoming Mother Krampus Part 2, Roger Connors. That's right, Roger's back. We're going to do a little dance now. Roger's back, yeah, we're taking off. No, we're not doing that. No, keep it clean, kids, because... Before we go any further, we have some business to attend to because this potathon, counting down the days to Halloween, is not just for fun. It's not just to bring you fantabulously produced shows with amazing guests day after day after day after day. That's all well and good, but the reason we're doing this is to raise funds for New Alternatives. New Alternatives is an organization in New York City that is dedicated to helping getting homeless LGBT teenagers off the street, not just tonight, but for good, because the homeless LGBT teenage population is epidemic. It is brutally out of control, and there's nobody really looking to tame it. There's organizations that are trying, but they are held in place by restraints placed on them by the grants that they get from federal programs set up for you know general homeless populations. But there are no federal programs at all that help the specific needs of an LGBT teenager who is homeless, and not only just meet their needs, but just keep them safe. A recent study found that 90% of social workers who work in housing for homeless teenagers said that LGBT teenagers should not feel safe in this housing. The people who work there say it's not safe for you there. That is beyond fucked up. And these federal programs aren't working anyway. There's something like 40,000 kids will get a bed today, but 800,000 of them need them. I forgot. I don't have the exact numbers. Yeah, that's exactly right. I did that exactly right. Good for me. I got numbers correct. Yeah. That's not right. 
and that's not good. But you can help, and that's why we're doing this. And you can do this. Now you can do it two ways because I discovered something this morning. I have now widened my targets. What? That's not the right time. I'm just got widening it. I'm widening my scope on this because I have now added a Facebook donation page. It seems that people are a lot more comfortable donating through Facebook because when you donate through Facebook, that means that the organization that you're donating to has been vetted and it has been verified. It's a legit thing. I get that. Also, it's easier to share and get the word out to people that don't know about this or don't listen to podcasts or don't like horror movies but still want to help. I was shocked. I set up the page and when I was going back and editing and making some changes and putting some spit and polish on it, in the five minutes that I worked on it, I got $100 in donations in five minutes. And in the couple of hours since I put it up, we have now generated, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, we've got $216. In about two hours. And that's awesome. And there are a couple of other donations that snuck in there as well because Facebook did make this a little difficult. I was trying adding buttons to the post, but it turns out like every button you add is considered its own individual fundraiser. So people were donating, and it looked like, you know, $5 has been raised for your charity. Like, yeah, but no, but it's for other – it's part of a bigger thing, and I like to keep all my totals together. And to keep me doing the least amount of math – possible. I am trying to limit it to these two formats. You can donate to the regular page, http colon slash slash fundraise.newalternatives.org. Nope. Fundraise.newalternatives.nyc.org slash sq or find the page on Facebook. The page is titled Countdown to Halloween Potathon to Help Homeless LGBT." Teens. If you get, if you just do a search on Countdown to Halloween Potathon, that should get you there. There's two pages set up for that. One is the event page itself, which by all means share. Get the word out that way too. But also send a link for this page as well. Okay, you guys got it. You know how to do this. So I've got some people to thank. Please hold while I pull everybody's names up again. First of all, I do want to thank Brett and Wendy who donated through the little buttons that I had on the. Uh, page for about two seconds that on the individual posts. Thank you guys for that. That was great. Oh, yes. So people I need to thank are Zombie Girl TJ. Thank you very much. My friend Tara DeVito from college sent $50. That's awesome. Brett, who I mentioned already, who I think donated twice, if I'm not mistaken. So thank you doubly, Brett. Uh, Wendy, of course, who donated on a button. Gary Hill, thank you. Marilyn DePoto, thank you. Chris Mounts. Mike Caprillion, my friend from college, who I wanted to be when I grow up, when I grew up, which I still haven't done, uh, Rolf Pickler, yeah, Rolf Pickler, and Kevin Kearns. That all happened in a matter of hours. This has been an extremely effective way of raising funds. So by you sharing exponentially, I think we'll do a lot towards getting to our goal of $2,500. I think if we keep heading on this route, we will hit the goal before Halloween and nothing would make me happier, 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 because everything after that is gravy. Before we start the show, I do want to share two funny stories. First of all, I want to say hey to Dave in Toledo. Dave in Toledo got my really deep cut 
Broadway joke yesterday. Uh-huh. You got it. Yeah, Dave and Toledo and I are playing a little game of chess. You want to lose your only friend. You keep it up. You're doing fine. That's what I have to say to you, Dave. That's not true, Dave. I'm not mad at you. I'm only teasing, Dave. We're gentle bon ami. But you know what? What can I say? You know me so well. Well, I'm going to stop that now. So, Dave, Dave, for being almost the theater queen as you as I am, for God's sake, you, you, you get in the virtual tiara today. Thank you. I laughed so hard because I'd even forgotten I made that stupid joke. But you got it. What does that say about you? Oh, that you're awesome. That's what it says. Shut up. Yes, it does. Everybody else, shut up just because you didn't get it. Dave gets his kicks above the waistline, sunshine. They are so jealous of your fake tiara, Dave. My God. <sighs> wear it in pride. Or don't wear it in pride. Or pretend to wear something. Yeah, well, you know, you got it on. You know you got it on. You know you got it on. And that will add a strut to your step today. Strut, pout, put it out. That's what you want from Scream Queens. And now I'm Sheena Easton. <sighs> Whew. The other funny story is that listener TJ. I'm sorry. Listener RJ. Not TJ, RJ, sent me a note on Twitter regarding yesterday's Abominable Dr. Fives episode because he noted something in regards to Dr. Fives' speech pattern because, you know, as we've learned in the movie, he's horrendously burned and he's reconstructed, I guess, his voice box and his whole matter of speech and he talks to a speaker through a hole in his neck. And as a result, he talks... Like this, nine must die, nine eternities in doom. And listener RJ wanted to know that if when John Clamo had dessert with Vincent Price that time, and that story he told us about, if Vincent Price said anything about modeling Dr. Fibes' voice on Betty Davis. Nine must die. Nine eternities in doom. RJ, I fell out. The organ plays till midnight. It, it is the same speech pattern. One has notes, the other one doesn't. But Dr. Fives is Betty Davis. What? What? That is the kind of hard-hitting insight that I get from my listeners. And oh boy, it hit hard. But you know what else is going to hit hard? Troy Escamilla and Roger Connors, that's what, because they are here today to talk about one of the original eight films to die for, directed by Mike Mendes, The Grave Dancers. And I really liked the movie. They really didn't. So there's going to be a cat fight on Scream Queens tonight. No, not really. But you know what? I think it's time for me to shut up, start my cemetery boogie with these two boys and play the trailer to the Grave Dancers. Now say it like Betty Davis. It started maybe three weeks ago with noises. Uh, Friend died in a car accident. And then later we went back. Sit down a card about dancing. So we all sort of danced. On some graves. Wait. I'm sorry, you danced on graves? I'm 
not sure if you're aware, but what you found, my friend, was a spell. A curse. We're all experiencing different hauntings at varying intensities. The fact is, we don't know what's gonna happen. So we're gonna be haunted forever? Until you are laid to rest? You mean until we're killed? Joining me for this leg of the countdown to Halloween Potathon, I've got two very exciting guests. I'm very excited to have them both and have them both together. <laughs> We've been in the potty since we started talking, guys. So this is going to be a roller coaster. First of all, one. You've met him before. He is the star of Chill, The Killing Games. He was here to talk about He Knows You're Alone. And he's got a whole bunch of movies coming out. And the other one is directing some of those movies. Yeah, he's, this is a hot, hot, hard director. He's got some movies out right now. And he's the director of Stirring and Party Night. And they are both here. And I'm thrilled to have them. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Roger Connors and Troy Escamilla. Hello, how's it going? That was an enthusiastic intro, Roger. <laughs> well, once the applause are added, it will be enthusiastic. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, I like this. Hi, boys. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to finally have you here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, yeah. to have well, you back, uh, uh, Roger. And and uh, we've had some hurdles. Getting here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, we have. <laughs> but we jumped them, and then we humped them. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. I'm determined to keep it in the potty. Okay, before we go any further, so since you're new to the show, Troy, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about you and some of the movies that you're working on? Okie dokie. Uh, yeah, I'm Troy, and I am a director of two films, Party Night, which uh, was released last month uh, uh, via Wild Eye Releasing. It's on Amazon Prime now. Um, yeah, you can watch it, check it out if you have Amazon Prime or order it. DVDs available, like anywhere, really. Uh, and then my second feature film that I did, we filmed last summer here in Houston, is Stirring, a.k.a. Mrs. Claus, because the distributor thought that was a much better title. Mm. Uh, I don't, but that happens. Part of the business. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's coming out November, November thirteenth. So, and you, um, what's been exciting to watch, Troy, from the confines of my Facebook screen, is you racking <laughs> up these awards. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, yesterday I uh, was at the San Antonio Horrific Film Festival. <laughs> And which I believe I said work. You did, and I won. <laughs> we I won the Chainsaw Award for Best Feature Film, which was kind of cool because there were some really awesome films that were playing there. So uh, that was that was a surprise. Uh, so now I have the beautiful Chainsaw Award on my mantle. Aww, yeah. nice, per perfect for the holidays. Exactly, but yeah. So that's coming out Especially in your holidays. <laughs> <laughs> but that's coming out, like I said, November thirteenth. And now I am uh, pre-production uh, on my next feature film, which Roger 
Yay! Yeah, I'm excited. No, he's not. That doesn't sound very exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, oh my god, I'm so pumped. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's another slasher film, but it's and it's called Teacher Shortage, and it's something I've always wanted to do. Uh, it's it's a little bit different because it's instead of like having your high school, you know, college age kids getting stalked and killed, it's about a group of teachers uh, at a small town high school that are being stalked and killed by a unknown assailant so you know like teachers don't have enough problems i know well you know what i'm i was a teacher all right but i'm in education right now hey I'm, write I'm what you ed- know <laughs> yeah exactly so uh yeah so i have a little i think the script is kind of cool because it's injected with all kinds of what, like black comedy a little like social commentary on our current education system mm-hmm. uh so good. i think it's i think it'll be a lot of fun it sounds um, fraught yeah it's fraught. gonna be cool so. I'm excited. I'm trying to make fraud happen, and it's not happening. But maybe it'll happen. No. Now. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Hi, Roger. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I've been waiting. Yeah. Oh, and it's happening now. This is a great time for it to happen because, man, lots of attention happening all of a sudden. So you have been one busy little beaver. I am a busy beaver. You are cranking out beaver. movies left and right, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, like they all got finished at the same time, and actually, <laughs> I have one coming out tomorrow. Um, and family videos, like literally it comes out tomorrow. Um, and so it's like the first time I've had something out on shelves in a hot second. But like once that starts, I have bing, bang, boom, three movies coming out through January. Wow. Um, and oh, it's wow. kind of weird. It's weird. I'm not used to like having so much marketable material, you know? It's tough to be popular, Roger. God, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> popular and pretty. It's difficult. <laughs> It's a strain, okay? <laughs> Nobody knows how hard it is. I know. Yeah, so, I mean, you had that, that cool alien thing that came out, the UFO thing? Yeah, Friday in the Sky premiered, and now um, it, it just came out in Japan. I've, like, never seen myself uh, dubbed or anything before, but, like, it came out with a really big release in Japan, mm. and it comes out in Scandinavia um, in January. Yeah, uh, that's like, cool news, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and then it, but then it goes wide, man, and it's the widest release I've ever had, so it is kind is surreal it really is awesome good nice. for you and you got mother krampus 2 coming out i do mother krampus 2 comes out in walmart's and i think it's actually the same day as yours troy to be honest oh really november oh. 30, yeah. fight yeah fight, november fight, 13th fight, is that fight, what you said fight. yeah, yeah I'm november 13th movies kneecaps so i'm gonna put tanya harding on this one okay. <laughs> oh yeah okay how many awards is it one Oh I my god! No, I love it. I love that. There's like we both have kind of a similar genre, but two totally different movies. Yeah, no, they are totally different. You showed me some clips, and that's whatnot. true. Yeah, it's both, it's both Christmas-based horror. Yeah, 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 which I love. I love Christmas horror. It's because oh, it's, me too. It's it's wrong. It's so right. <laughs> it's so right. That is super exciting. But the movie that we are talking about today is a little movie from 2005, I believe. I can fix that in post. And it is The Grave Dancers, directed by mm-hmm. Mike Mendez. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This was one of the eight films to die for the first year they did that. Yeah. Did you guys take part in that at all? Did, was, yeah. was it oh. happening here? Yeah, yeah. Well, like watching the films, yeah, I've seen a lot of them. Um, well, I mean, like when it was the whole like theater event, were they oh, all no, them, like oh. one after another? Oh no, no, I never did that. No, no, no. Oh, I did that the first two years. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It was a shame it didn't catch on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because there were some. There were some good films. Yeah, there were some stinkers. There were yeah. a lot of them. So. Yeah, there were a lot of stinkers, but there were some <laughs> great movies in there. And this one I thought was a lot of fun. It wasn't like great, but it's very Halloweeny. Yeah. Yes. I said I, greedy. Mm-hmm. I said greedy. <laughs> I'm sensing dissension from Troy. 
Uh, no, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. We'll, okay. We'll since it. you boys are the guest and you know what, since Roger's been here before, I think yeah. I'm going to spare him this. Okay. Uh -oh. Okay. Troy, uh -huh. you've got a task to perform. It's a little uh -huh. thing. I make my guests uh -huh. do. I okay. need you, Troy, Escamilla, yes. to mm -hmm. give me a nice, tight, back of the DVD cover plot summary of the Grave Dancers. You have 30 seconds, starting now. Oh shit. Uh, a group of friends uh, gather after a funeral for one of their friends and decide to have a little soiree in the cemetery. They happen to find a ominous card and they read the card and they're partying and dancing on the graves and lo and behold, a few days later, weird shit starts happening. And done. Well done. There you go. There you go. See? You guys, you guys are in the biz. I get people who try to cram the whole plot into 30 seconds. It's not what I'm looking for, but Troy knows what I want. I do. You know how to lure them in, Troy. I've listened. I've listened to the show. I know. Oh, okay. See, yes, that's the other thing. Nobody listens to <laughs> Okay, yeah, so I did get to see this in the theaters. It was, it was towards the end of the run, and I was burning out at this point. So this was actually a nice breath of fresh air because it's, it's a check your brain at the door mm -hmm. and i didn't yeah. realize at the time like how cool some of the cast members were yeah i got claire kramer from buffy mm -hmm. as the heroine of this and i did not recognize her at all because there ain't a glimpse of glory you're talking about the blonde yes okay got gotcha. yeah, yeah she was the big yeah. bad season four of buffy got gotcha. mm -hmm. yeah. and i hated her <laughs> Well, just the, the way they – I guess – I mean, I didn't see a trace of it, so I'm guessing it wasn't so much her. It was how it was directed. Like, they just uh – -huh. the character just didn't work for me. Right. got the supreme god. Can I admit just something? Fap it. Yes, you go right ahead. I have never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Get out of my house. I know. Can I admit Sorry. something? Well, I've watched some of it, but I've opted to not finish it. Troy, <laughs> 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 we're perfect for each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just – seriously, I've never had I just doesn't – one of these days, I'll, I'll be a good gay and watch it. But. My joy, jaw is on the floor. My pearls are clutched so tight. <laughs> well, now you know. When it comes to season four, you'd be like, you're right. She sucks. <laughs> but she's charming in this, and I didn't recognize her at all, and I didn't know the guy from Prison Break was the star. Oh, he was yeah. hot, man. Yeah. yeah. He, was, yeah. He, he kept it going through some of the slower moments. I was like, at least this guy is fucking hot. Take your shirt Ooh. off. Seriously, and it never, it never happened. No, you never yeah. did. But then I did look up nude photos of the actor on Google afterwards. And I got what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, prison break. He was nude with, uh, what's his name? The guy from the I knew it was Wait, 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 wait. They were nude on TV, or was that the movie? Well... It was like HBO, wasn't it? HBO. Um, I don't was know. It? Wait, wait, Prison. Wait, Prison Break is not HBO. I was thinking of Oz. Never mind. I'm dumb. Oh, he was on I'm Oz too. Of, oh. No, he's not on. He was on Prison Break, but I was confusing the two. He definitely well, everybody, did something. Everybody got naked. Out, on Oz. I saw like, it. There are people I never needed to see naked ever who got naked on Oz. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, everyone's flavor gets covered though that way. Everyone likes a little bit something different. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the standout for me in this cast is this actress who has kind of disappeared, and I'm sad about that. Megan Perry. Who plays Culpepper, assist, the assistant to the uh, parapsychological researcher? Oh Black yeah, she, I love her. Glasses. She was also in Mike Mendez's other movie, The The Convent. With uh, she was in, but you know, you know, she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer too, season two. Was she? Yeah, 
Was she? You watch it. How do you know? Because I clicked on her IMDb. Okay, what? gotcha. Wait, I'll hold on. Just said to hold on. You got to hold on right the fuck now. Now I got to go, go fix this <laughs> post. Yes, I just said that. Oh, my God. I really have to fix this post. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly live in New York. Oh, That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. And she was on Dawson's Creek. So oh, God. Yeah, she sure was. Oh, my God. She was on Prey. That was a terrible show. Oh, Teresa Klusmeyer. Don't remember her phases. Hmm, that was one with Oz turning into a werewolf. Yeah, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Clearly not the folk. Oh, Teresa. Wait a minute. Oh, no. No, no, no. I know exactly who she was. No, 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 no. She gets killed at the beginning of it. Everyone's like, oh, my God, we're so sad. Teresa's dead. I'm like, you have never talked about this Teresa girl ever before. <laughs> <laughs> now I know who she is. Wow. No, she has none of the sass that she has in this movie or in the convent. No. She walked away with the convent, which is an awful movie, but kind of fun if you're in the right mood. Yeah. I mean, Adrian Barbeau blowing away nuns on a motorcycle with a, with a shotgun. How wrong can you go? <laughs> That's having a theatrical screening, like, in a few days around here. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's oh. having, like, a one-night theatrical, like, screening. I was just reading up on it. I've never seen it, but I was like, wow, this looks amazing. Adrian Barbeau with a shotgun killing nuns. Like, this is uh, all I've ever wanted. It's not, but it is what it is. Okay. It's his first movie, and it's very first movie. Huh. And not when you it. listen to, like, I, listened, I, I, was, I really enjoyed it for what it is. So when I listen to the director's commentary, it's fun to listen to all the things. He's like, well, that actor just stopped showing up, so that's why this person's in a mask for the rest of the movie. <laughs> it seems very Night of the Demons, kind of. Does it have yes. that kind of vibe? Okay. Yes, but with nuns. That's better. That's better. Yeah, and, and uh, this, girl, uh, this girl who I just mentioned, Megan Perry, she is the Angela oh, cool. of okay. the convent. Wait a minute. Was she also in the – was she in the shoes video with the uh, – we're, yeah, getting, what uh, we're getting really deep as the vampire best friend. I don't know. She's not listening on her IMDb. Oh, God. I hope that was her. Okay, never mind. I'm just having a blonde moment. Never mind. Okay. Ignore no, that. Just, Cut that out. Cut that you out. You know what? It is, it is true now. It's true now. So, yeah. So, this is exactly what, you know, Troy summed it up perfectly. A group of friends is mourning the loss of one of theirs. They haven't seen each other in years. They get together at the funeral. One of them, Sid, the 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 Elite? lovable loser of the group. Oh yeah. He you know misses the funeral and he's like, well, why don't we just go back now, mm -hmm. at night? Yeah. And they do, and they have like, some brews, and as Troy said, they find this mysterious note with a poem on it. Oh joyful, oh delighted, oh fortunate one, weep no more, this departed son. Read these words and sound thy voice. Revel and sing, rejoice, rejoice. Life's for the living, not the dead. Forget tomorrow, live now instead. This night you breathe while they cannot, so dance ye soul on their resting spot. And it's fun because this poem was written for the movie. <laughs> Yet, I see it popping up on occult sites like it's Bible. <laughs> yes, this is from this tech. No, it's not. It was written from the movie. <laughs> and the, the advice is, is like, hey, you're all going to be dead soon. Celebrate your friend's life. Dance on his grave. Dance for all of them. Mm. And it seems like a perfectly good idea at the time. And it turns out it's not. It's grave desecration. And that's going to get your ass haunted. Mm. <laughs> and they picked the wrong three graves to dance on. <laughs> 
<laughs> they did. They sure did. They somehow found themselves on the worst possible. Yeah, race. and like they're all right next to each other. Like these three, these three horrible people are just happen to be buried right next to each other. Well, the one yeah. girl even says a line, which was I thought was very forced, but she's like, "This is the area of the cemetery they reserve for the undesirables." Oh yeah. Was like, do some places even do that? No. Like, Great. No. This is very specific. Very specific. <laughs> and yes, and they said, and if you notice all the graves where they're around, they're elaborate gravestones i'm like you don't give elaborate gravestones to the undesirables the yeah. one literally says good riddance <laughs> like, i love yes you know because you know you're in deep shit. it's a totally silly moment but it's like you know that that girl that uh what's her name oh uh, uh kira kira, kira. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is in deep shit. <laughs> yeah, and she is. That girl is in deep. That girl is actually. She seems to have given up acting, but she has her own line of beauty products now, and that I makes me really happy for some reason. Have you seen those videos? Welcome to my house. Welcome. Sorry, I'm late. I gave myself a camel toe and not the Dorothy Hamill kind. You know, the one right down in my snackaterium, in my shaggy DA, in my messy cleft palate, in my most deaf, in the dirty old moose hoof, in my fuzzy mimosa, in my busy furlough. God, I could use some trouser gravy right now. No, no. I have to send you these because it's gay camp. It's these videos from the 80s that, um, oh shit, what's her name? Uh, Devin Green has dubbed over. Like freeform oh, okay. style, and they're hilarious. Something you may not know about me: I take in purebreds and I give them a weave, then I tattoo eyebrows on them. Okay. It's just like some old soap opera star, like trying to hang on to her career, and just like this is my life, and these are my beauty routines, and this is how I exercise. And meanwhile, Devin Green has replaced all the dialogue. Well, look at how big my vagine looks. It's a huge vagine. I've even had to underline it. <laughs> and so you feel this girl is living in those footsteps. No, I would love to think that that's happening. (laughs) (laughs) And with dieting, it's like life. As long as I don't bleed or cry, I'll do it. No, because I I was wondering what else she did, because I did like her. I didn't like her at first, because she just, I'm like, oh, you got in this because you look a lot like Angelina Jolie. And you're going to be the big slut character, because that's where it's going. But it kind of takes a left turn and doesn't take you there at all. No, no, there's definitely, like, the movie, halfway into the film in general, it just not even halfway further than half, it takes, it's, it swings and goes a completely different route than I anticipated. Pleasantly so. But like, I was expecting one thing and then a lot of the characters shifted, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, thank, I, which I was thankful for because like the, the one friend that you mentioned, uh, what was his Sid. name again? Sid. Sid. I, wanted, I wanted him to die. He was so obnoxious and, and so hard to deal with. Um, so, but luckily when everything shifted, it became more palatable for me. Yeah, I agree. I, it was very irritating for the first half of the movie. I'm sorry, Troy, did I cut you off? No, I'm here. No, okay, I, I wasn't sure if I, was, I heard something. I guess it was a sneeze or a queef or something. I don't know. No. <laughs> Roger Connors queefed on my show. Damn it. Tabloid. I'll claim it. I'll claim it. <laughs> Known queefer, Roger Connors. <laughs> One night only. <laughs> One of the things that works for this movie, which is really rare, is I liked them all by the end of it. I didn't want anybody to die. Yeah. Cricket. Cricket. I, mean, I, I, felt, I felt bad when people died. Yeah. I guess I agree with that. I mean, like, I think the, unfortunately for me, the first three-fourths of the film, maybe a little less than that, like a little over half, was very Mm slow-paced. And not to the actor's detriment, not their fault, 
but just the overall progression of the story, it was just kind of losing me. Yeah, um, it, I mean, it's all your haunted house mumbo jumbo, creaky it, pipes. But done to such a cheap extent, like they clearly saved their budget mm. for the final 25 minutes of that film. Oh, and we'll talk about that. Right, yeah. but because of that, I think that impacted like the character's evolution, the story, how it unfolds, just how cheap everything looked in general. It really like, it was hard to draw me in and make me like the characters until that evolution happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was so cheap. And I can't believe I noticed this. I'm turning into my mother. Is that in Claire, uh, uh, Claire and Prison Break are married. And they live together. They have a house and everything. I noticed that they had framed artwork everywhere. And it was the same Picture. fabric print. In every frame. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't notice I did that. Uh huh. Because I said, oh, that's kind of nice because I'm redecorating my apartment. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of cool the way they did. Oh, they did it. Oh, they did it there too. And they, oh, they did it. Oh, they did. Oh, they're just moving things from room to room. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, so yeah. Like, initially, things start slow because it turns out that when you awaken a ghost with this cursed dancing on their grave, mm-hmm. it takes a month for them to gain their power. So you are treated to, like we said, a lot of your standard haunted house hocus pocus. It focuses mainly on the married couple because heterosexuality is just more important. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Sid was totally gay for Prison Break. Oh, really? Okay, you think I totally, so? I mean, I totally, yeah. They had that whole fight, and he's like, well, you have just always wanted Kira, and you've never had the balls to step up. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He wants you, Prison Break. <laughs> <laughs> That is why he's always acting out. That is why he's always so angry. He has not come to deal to it. I have to read these things into it. Probably. That's probably true. Um, He was annoying, but I'd still watch it. (laughs) Just cover his mouth, (laughs) please. He's a whiner. Once I noticed he had a little bit of a speech impediment. Yeah. I got, then I realized, then I looked him up and I realized he's from Belgium. So I have to give him some, cut some credit and make him make me waffles naked or something. Yeah, that makes it sexy again. And yeah. all of a sudden, sexy again. I love a movie that starts too, because it, it, after this opening scene where you see a girl getting killed, that, you know, rando, rando intro death. So you cut to the cemetery where their friends are being, their friend is being buried. And Claire Kramer serves up some cemetery side eye. That made me very happy. <laughs> Because they're all grieving, and Kira's standing next to her husband, and Kira just kind of collapses into his arms for comfort, mm-hmm. and the wife just, just throws some cemetery side eye, which is the coldest side eye of them all. Mm-hmm. I wanted more Sammy the cat. Yeah, the cat. I thought that cat was going to die in that scene. Like, their well, editing choices were really weird, because I thought, like, you'd think something was going to happen, and it just wouldn't follow through uh-huh. anyone notice that like like the sequence of him in the garage and i'm not trying to distract away i no, agree no, 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 but you have a thought go with it yeah like the sequence in the garage he's walking in the garage and and he's hearing these noises and then he turns and then it just cuts to her walking in the house i think and i was like well why didn't that moment was becoming a moment and it didn't uh-huh. get to go anywhere and same there's this whole sequence of the cat where they're getting all these shite like these tight shots of the cat like freaking out and then like it just didn't go anywhere like they didn't find the cat dead the cat like you know like it was just never even addressed again the cat but, dropped out of the movie which makes me angry. yeah uh, oh yeah so the because the last that we heard was uh prison break had to get up because the cat was yowling right and oh you know the cat's stuck again but then he encounters the ghost and then we never hear of the cat again. The cat could have died, and they just don't care anymore. Yeah, uh-huh. bastard. I did like that they were That's drinking nineteen. That that Sid brought night train twenty twenty. Right at the graveside, I'm like, you are trash. <laughs> you are trash. That stuff costs seventy nine cents a gallon. 
probably all the budget <laughs> had left to do it by that yeah. time. Like, we'll probably like, get what we can. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least Looks Prison like. Break had the decency to bring some champagne. Touche. Like a person. Yeah. <laughs> like a human. Yeah. Like a human. <laughs> Night Train 2020. What kind of friend? No wonder your friend died young. <laughs> His liver exploded. Uh, <laughs> I want to do that. I want to. I want to witness a liver exploding. Uh, yeah. I did like they did capture that feel, and there is a very real thing that you know when you have that group of friends that you just lose touch with, and then you only see each other at funerals. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well done, and also kind of helped the fact that like we are just actors and we just met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the ghosts, because they each have a very, very distinct ghost. Um, we'll start with the married couple. Tell me about their ghost, boys. Troy, you go. I've been chatty. Uh, I'm trying to think. The, their ghost is the, the uh, piano-playing one. Yes, um, the piano teacher. That, that killed, her, killed her husband or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, so yeah, so they, you, know, you get a lot of the scenes with the creepy piano, you know, piano music kind of playing by itself and yes. uh you know which was which was kind of cool but um yeah i mean so they have the they have the piano playing ghost and she actually you know she actually shows up you know the you know the, the scene i thought was kind of um i don't know i'm trying to think here the in the bedroom yes where the where the ghost you know comes up off the bed and you know yes that was that was kind of effective i just want to go back to like the beginning of the fucking movie because okay, i don't we, be, we, yeah, just, yeah no just let me just finish with this one ghost, at least. Yeah, And yeah. we'll go back to the beginning of the movie for Tron. He's such a director. Back to one, everybody. Direct away. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they've got this woman who used to be a piano teacher back in the day, and she had some spurned lover who took, you know, she was a spinster. She took her cherry, mm-hmm. then wound up with somebody else. She axe murdered him, axe murdered the lover, and then killed herself. That's her story. Back to the beginning of the movie. Oh, but the thing, I just want to say one thing. They keep pointing out that whenever she plays, whenever the ghost plays the piano, uh-huh. it's Chopin. It's Chopin, yeah. <laughs> so I like that they have an axe-murdering ghost who likes plays- Chopin and Chopin. Yeah, well, it's like, you <laughs> know. It's spelled the same. <laughs> well, that, yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, you know, yeah, the whole, oh, when did you learn how to play? Oh, honey, when did you learn how to play Chopin? And he looks out the window and she's like. And the yeah, ghost is like your mother. Yeah, getting groceries out of the car, and he's like, "Oh shit, it's not her." Okay, so we're back at the beginning of the movie, everybody. No, I just want to say because, like, I had never seen I had never seen this movie. <laughs> this is one of the uh, the one of the eight films to die for that I I have not actually never saw this. But um, so yeah, the opening was kind of cool. You know, I had a kind of very suspicious, you know, the whole hanging and whatnot, which was really oh yeah, hooked. that's true, yeah, yeah. But like, it didn't like I don't know, it didn't con- it didn't connect to the rest of the movie. I'm still trying I to figure out what the fuck. No, she fuck? was just another grave dancer. Yeah, I guess so, but you we know, danced on but, the same grave. No, what so I just like, yeah, yeah. No, I just like, like you know, I just that was one of those things where I like movies where you know, if they're, if they're gonna have a, like a, a, an opening that's that's kind of cool. I mean, I liked it was quick, but it, it but the hanging and everything was kind of effective. But I was sitting there thinking, like, okay, what did that have to do with the rest of the movie? Like, I don't like, I just I, that's just a personal thing. I don't like when they just throw in some random. I get it, I get it. it. But then again, nobody was going to die for an hour and twenty minutes, so yeah, you might <laughs> got to get. Well, some- and it and it just yeah, you know, it took me a while to get through the movie because yeah, I felt the the beginning of the, the movie, the whole after that scene and the pacing was just yeah, I don't know. I felt the exact same thing, Troy, with that opening <clears throat> sequence because like the the effect of the hanging was really 
well, like the angle, and it just mm-hmm. looked really brutal. And like, like how she just was swinging was really kind of wild. And I was like, okay, but like it clearly was just put there to have an opening death with yeah. no purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, mm-hmm. it felt, and like I mean, if they would have somehow just had, even if they would have had her character come back as a spirit or something to give it some kind of through story, I think I would have felt that more but yeah I, yeah I actually was i had that same note like written down to bring up as one of my main flaws that opening like what was the purpose are you just do you're just doing it to do it yeah, yeah just to have a cool like, opening scene but as uh, long as you boys like my opening that's all that matters <laughs> open but no yeah no and so i just thought that it was oh boy yeah the openings openings but uh no i was just like that's <laughs> that's one of those things i was like okay so um cool opening and then i kind of yeah it just took me a while to to get into the film i thought the the, the prison break actor was just so bland. He like, was very bland. Yeah. It was almost like he's from a different movie. Yes. It was, it was just... Was, sorry, Hugo. No, it was just so stoic throughout the whole thing. And it's mm-hmm. like... He's in an action movie. Nobody else is. Yeah, I don't know. Because like even when there are some decent set pieces, like when they have to dig up the graves mm-hmm. and everything goes really wrong, <laughs> he's yeah. literally being attacked by a corpse and he's yeah. still playing an action movie. He's never scared for a second. Oh, in this no. yeah. Ooh, that was that was weird. Yeah, I agree on that note too. He almost gave me kind of a vibe of like the male lead in Wrong Turn, who gave me the exact same kind of like emotional oh. performance. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, and I've always that's always stood out to me. And I was watching this, I was like, what is it about this guy that's just not clicking? And it was just like, it's not necessarily that he was bad. It's not like he didn't connect with his dialogue. It's just like. I felt like it could have been elevated so much more compared to the people around him who seem like they're kind of doing overtime, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. right. They're, uh, it was almost right for the character because the character's written to have a stick up his ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But there was never a moment of vulnerability. Right. No. Which is what horror needs. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. And, yeah so, I mean, it doesn't kill the movie. And had he taken his shirt off, everything would have been fine. Fabulous! It would have been amazing. But ten out of ten. Not, damn him! There was enough scenes of him in bed. <laughs> that guy does not sleep with a shirt on. No. <laughs> okay, back yeah. to the ghost. Now the yeah. other ghost that Sid has, Roger. Why don't you tell me about him? The ghost that Sid has is this small blonde cherub who um, has a thing for starting fires, mm-hmm. and apparently uh, he perish in a house fire he caused mm-hmm. in which he intentionally or the locals believe it uh intentionally killed his entire family in this fire mm-hmm. um and so he this child was buried with the degre- the, 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 the the lower class individuals in the, in the cemetery i forget the, the undesirable the undesirables that's what it was um <laughs> this child was buried with the undesirables uh for this theory apparently that the locals believed that he you know, burned his family alive, which turns out to be true uh, because uh, he comes back in the spirit. (laughs) Here we are. And um, he does, in fact, you know, cause some fiery mayhem uh, towards Mm -hmm. the finale of the film. Um, I thought, I thought the overall concept of that, the whole thing with the ghost in general, it almost gave me a a hint of 13 ghosts with the backstories. Very much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the backstories were like a lot. The, the kids was pretty well done, but mm-hmm. a lot of the backstories looked very cheap. I feel like they were like using scraping their budget together, especially the woman with the axe. Yeah, uh, I feel like yeah. they're like they couldn't figure what era she was in because the husband was in a suit from like 
looked like modern day, but she was dressed like it's 1800. So like, that really <laughs> from ye olde timey. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me when it's from. Um, no, ago. Right. <laughs> long, long ago. Unknown. Yes. <laughs> That's right. now. Never mind. Never mind. But I thought that the ki- I thought that the thing with the kid is like that stood out is like you've got you had the two other ghosts like you know she had an axe the other guy kind of just did his thing but he had the fire and that made him kind of stand out just completely he could do different things like even with the fire footprint starting the floor at one point in yeah. the movie yeah stand out but when I saw the overall design for him um, I thought he was the weakest looking ghost yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he looked and, like he, you could tell he was like padded up because they were gonna like burn. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he yes, just looked yes. like a doll. He didn't look real to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the final one I'll take care of. That's Kira's ghost, the one with the gravestone that just says "Good riddance." Good riddance. He was a serial killer who killed a whole lot of women, brutally tortured, and you know the whole thing. Kept him in the basement, chains the whole nine yards, abused them, and murdered them. So she's getting the crap eaten out of her for this entire month. The poor thing. Whereas the other ones are getting some like haunting stuff. Um, what I did like, and even though the kids wasn't great, I like the uniformity of the ghosts mm-hmm. in that they all have these boiled looking eyes and rictus grins, like corpse grins, mm-hmm. which I thought was really effective. I almost at some points I was like, are they puppets? Are they half puppet? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I remember seeing the imagery of, I never saw this film, but now seeing it, I'm like, I remember seeing that on Bloody Disgusting and all the different websites. And I remember when it came out, um, I and at some, with certain angles, especially the one with Kira, yeah. that ghost physically I thought was the strongest. Even Absolutely. Type everything. But sometimes the, the, the face is red mask-like to me. Yeah. And that was the issue. And the right lighting... In the right sequences and the right shots, they were very effective. But there were a few times where I was like, uh, a little bit of CGI might have helped in this case. I just don't think they probably had the budget for it. You no, know? They, no, I don't think they had the budget at all. Yeah, no, they didn't. But yeah, no, they were. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. They were. Um, yeah, I love the, the like the the eyes and the. They were very, very cool looking. And yeah, I like that. I think your token ghost. It didn't look like every no, other ghost. It was, exactly. They were yes. they were menacing looking, and a lot of times in these types of films, you know, the the ghosts aren't really that oh i'm transparent and sad yeah exactly these were these were very menacing looking very uh you know you could tell they wanted to fuck somebody up oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. and they did a few cool things with like the way that they were presented like at one point he looked up and she was just in the top corner of the ceiling i think yeah with her gown like billowing and i was like that's pretty fucking cool Uh uh-huh yeah um and there's some fun set pieces along the way there's a fun one with uh there was one with a nurse who I dubbed Nurse Tina Yothers from Family Ties. <laughs> the what? <laughs> there was a nurse who was checking in on Kira in the hospital after they find her beaten because Claire thinks that Kira is stalking her because apparently that happened before. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah, Kira's got a thing for her husband. And before they got yeah. married, that Kira was calling them all the time and they, she broke into their house. And Kira thinks – and the wife thinks – this is happening again. Yeah, yeah. She's wrong, but they go to the, she, they go to the house to confront her in the middle of the night. The house is torn to shit. Mm-hmm. And they find Kira She's in the shower with the crap beaten out of her, mm-hmm. covered in teeth marks and raped. Yeah. Yeah. Which all of a sudden added a very serious tone to everything. I'm like, oh, well, these, cats, these ghosts aren't fucking around. Right. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have knocking pies, but if you're getting raped every day and bitten up by a ghost, and, and it's only day 12. 
Yeah, she definitely got the worst ghost out of all of them because like they're like we're hearing things, and she's like I'm getting bitten and raped over here, <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and it's only gonna go downhill from here. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Like let's get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did like that hospital. So the other hospital scene, sort of, kind of like the Nightmare on Elm Street homage with, with the, the bleeding, with the bleeding. Yeah, that was kind of cool. No, that but was it, great. That was it. Was very. I remember seeing it in the theater. That was very effective. That was one that had the audience screaming. Yeah, that and was the point crazy. where things kind of picked up for me. To be honest, was that moment specific? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because from there they go to what's his name's house, Sid. You know, and you get introduced to the yeah, introduced those random doctors. Like, like yeah, the, perfectly. Who, who the fuck? That was so. That was some bad acting, though. Who are you? Well, who who right. are you? I'm like, oh Jesus. But uh, no, but that was yeah. So yeah, that's exact. That's precisely when the film picked up. Like it took me about three watches to actually get to that point. Okay. But then once I was there, I you know was able to finish the film. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> what had happened is that they they find Kira beaten they take her to the hospital and while they're waiting you know they have a spat about the married couple have a spat about something because they're married because that's what married couples do all the time blah 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 my vagina wham 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 and claire kramer goes to you know recover in the hallway and lean against the wall sadly or something and there's a gurney next to her yeah. with nobody on it until all of a sudden there is somebody on it under a sheet <laughs> and she just starts to bleed to bleed and yep. bleed and bleed and bleed and she's calling for a doctor when she gets attacked and it's a nice scene. You know, everybody shows up to help her. She's like, there was somebody yeah. just here. Yeah. There's they nobody was there. just here. There was that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, no, I agree. That was a good sequence. They, that was all set up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But T- nurse Tina Yoder's got beaten up. <laughs> was that really her? Was no. it actually? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> she showed up and like, and I'm going, that nurse is a stunt woman. Look at her build. Oh yeah, uh-huh. she gonna get thrown. And, and then it turns out, yes, she is a stunt woman because that woman gets the crap beat out of her uh. because she comes in to you know, just do her nursely duties and get you know some blood, uh, the blood pressure off of Kira, who's hiding under the bed, saying uh-huh. he's here. He's just like, it's okay, honey. I just want to take your blood pressure. She's like, you can't touch me. He doesn't like it when other people touch me, <laughs> and he really doesn't because this nurse gets the crap beat out of her. Yeah, yeah. That was a sequence. When I was talking earlier about sequences that kind of cut off awkwardly, um, that one I thought was a really cool. Like even the even the um, they they follow the nurse down the hallway, and it gave me almost a feeling of like The Exorcist three for a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, when they're following her, and they it, it like the camera actually like went to a higher angle and was like above her, which gave it a very like almost like fantasy kind of feel to it. Um, but then like you know you saw. Kira get grabbed by her hair, get dragged across the floor, and then it just, you didn't see what happened, like, she wasn't released, she wasn't freed, you know, like, I just kind of ended, and I was like, is she dead, is, is Kira getting killed? It wasn't um, even really answered for me, and then all of a sudden they come back, she's still okay, but, like, mm-hmm. it seemed like the moment just ended without any completion, I don't know if that makes any sense. Is no, it does, right? no, it, you're right, it does, it just ends with that nurse screaming in the hallway, and I'm going, and how did the hospital staff deal with this? Right, right. <laughs> but again, it doesn't matter. Right, right. It would have bogged yeah, the movie no. down, but a little yeah. something, a little something to tie the scene off would have been nice. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, but in the midst of all of this, you know, so now they're they're realizing, oh, there's something funky going on here, and they call Sid to let Sid. him know that Kira's in the hospital, and he's like, "You guys got to come over here and see this," because mm-hmm. Sid's got a whole parapsychological team. That's a long word to get out. Yes, she does. Doing an investigation in his apartment because he's being haunted as well by his little ghost. And now they're starting to realize, oh, hey, 
this is happening to all three of us, and this all started about the same time. The same yeah. time, and now we Claire is just like, well, what happened after the funeral, man? <laughs> <laughs> You were never had, somewhere, weren't you? You came up with grass stains on you. You had sex with her, didn't you? I'm curious if this registered for you guys with the overall progression of when they found out everyone's individual issues. Mm-hmm. Did you like it that you didn't see the other two characters' evolution of like kind of the haunting? Like it kind of like I don't know if I'm making sense, but with Kira, like, you know, you, she tried calling a few times yeah, and then yeah. they finally go over there. But like, I feel like she was just gone. You know, she just left the movie. Same with the other friend. He was just gone. And if, maybe if it wasn't for the couple being so boring. That, that, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think say. that's what's yeah. it. I, 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 no, you yeah. No, yeah, that's, that was exactly my issue with the film is like either A, the couple needed to be a hell of a lot more interesting uh, for me to even give a shit about what was going on with them. Uh, oh, their haunting needed yeah, to be interesting, was, not so Yeah, ex- that, that, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I would have much rather spent the first, uh, you know, part of the film watching a fucking, the little boy setting fucking fires all over the house. Yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been cool, you know, hey, come home from work and your fucking couch is on fire. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, we definitely got the most boring story. Yeah, we did, and the, the whiny-ass wife whining all, Ooh, she, you know, that just, that just graded me. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I feel like the choice, you know, the, the writing or what, how, whatever you want to blame that on. Yeah, the movie could have been much more interesting if, like we said, the couple's haunting was more interesting. They were more interesting. Um, but because I do feel like, you know, with the severity of the ghost that haunted Kira and Sid, you know, that, that, that is something I would have wanted to see. Um, yeah, and you don't you don't get to see any of that until like you know halfway through the movie. You've been focusing on this boring ass couple, and yeah. Uh, yeah. who don't you know who don't think it's haunted? Oh, and the wife thinks thinks it's Kira and that whole thing. Like, yeah, and we um, know it's not because we're watching yeah. a horror movie, so we're waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, go ahead. Well, I, I, I was just gonna say at one point the wife um, even has like a breakdown. Yeah, and she's like, and she's like, in the, the house there's things and there's the noises in the walls and the doors opening, and I was like, that's it, bitch. Like, there's noises in the walls and the doors open. Like, <laughs> like I don't. I, if I was a husband, I'd be like, you're you're an idiot. Like, there's yeah. nothing even remotely scary about what I'm. There wasn't enough for me to go off of to be like, this is scary, you know, yeah. as a viewer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait until the woman wakes up and is in the bedroom. That was pretty. Yeah, that, yeah. Crawls across yeah. the bed. Yeah. But it finally yeah. escalated to that, but again, now we're way later in the game. You're absolutely yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So this the this, this parapsychology team is fun because that's where that other girl I mentioned came in, who's Megan Perry, Sass. and the hot French daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like, and they're fi- and I love that him and Sid were fighting most of the time because yeah. nothing was happening. I was just like, just make out, just make out. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be fine if you just start making out. But then finally, these fires start, and they realize they have something. And when yeah. they do the interview, they make the connection. That, yes. Oh my when God! You danced you, on graves. You danced on graves. That's yeah. really bad. Oh, you found that poem. You only found half of it. Uh-huh. O oh fool, O oh lout, O oh unfortunate one, the dead now mocked, their time has come. Heed these words, for souls do roam, and though be dead, follow you home. Its rage will swell as nights grow bright, despair and fear this fatal plight. From moon to moon you'll have this guest to seal thy fate and lay you at rest. 
Yeah, so they fucked up. They fucked up, and they've got till the end of the month to live because the poem promises that they're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest issues at, up to this point of the movie, and this is when I realized it, it was just how by the numbers the storyline was. Mm-hmm. There was absolutely nothing I had not seen before. Yeah. Um, that's, and, oh. and that's fine. That's fun. But like, even like, the, even like, they didn't even take any risks with the introduction of the team. Like, they just were at his house already yes. working on it. And it's like, wow, this really seems like kind of a weak, lazy way to get to this point of the story. Um, I, well, it's like it's like, like shoehorned them in there. Yeah, I mean, it's like they tried. They can. They they you know they 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 went. It was very by the numbers. Like it's like okay, we've seen you know all these haunted house movies and possession movies or curse movies. So let's take every single trope, yep, from every single one of them and throw them in this movie. You know, like the whole like oh well, thirty days they're gonna you're gonna die in thirty days. Well, that's you know very oh we got that from the ring. Right. You know the the paranormal investigation team. I mean that just yeah it was all very like. Just yeah. Just other things, like even like the little like there's just a moment where the phone rings and the wife answers it, mm-hmm. and it very again very ring the way they built that up. I don't it like they just used the trope. No, they I, just I, used the trope to use the trope. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the, the paranormal investigators were interesting, but you know, the whole dynamic. But it, it, it's like I've seen that relationship before, like. Right, I can't think of I can't think of the the film, but they're you know where like oh I, because the the professor is like treats her like she's like you know oh you're you're just a woman you don't know anything you know because you know he when he introduces her as his what what does he say his uh I can't remember she's like no I'm your assistant oh, yeah his assistant and she's like yeah. Uh, yeah 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 I got you I do think it was the game oh. yeah something like that whatever yeah. yeah. But I thought she was a standout in the sense of the cast, and because you had said this, you liked her earlier. But when mm-hmm. she came on, she had a she had a her delivery. I thought was the most believable, uh-huh. and she had a character. Like everyone else was kind of just like, Mer! and she was like, obviously, yeah. she had a character, and so she was the one who I was the most. Yeah, yeah, and by. she, yeah, exactly. She, she, she was the one she, I want to go party with when it's all over. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, she tried to keep. She kept things real. Like she's like, "Oh, we're, we're supposed, you know, they're arguing and shit." She's like, "Hey, are we, we're supposed to be freaking having an investigation here?" Hello, right. you know. I mean, and she, and she got us through some really bad dialogue because yeah. she was yeah. the one who's like, "You were dancing on graves," like she like like yeah. that whole moment where they realized about dancing. It seemed like it was all all too well known. If you dance on graves, you conjure spirits, and like they, there was no questioning it. There was no arguing it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it is generally it seen as a no no. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying, like, yeah, it's generally seen as a no-no. But like, for it, I feel like the conjuring of evil spirits is not necessarily something that anyone is just going to buy. You know, people are going to know. And there is no doubting. You know, in the sense that they're like, oh, you've conjured some spirits, and people are like, oh, well, this is a bad place. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They just kind of bought it and like, hey, okay, let's pack up. Well, at that point, you know, (laughs) with everything that's gone on. Touche. All these things are happening to three separate people at the same time. It is kind of hard to argue. That's valid. It's that's true. That fucking flaming footprints just walked across the living room in front of you. That's that's not an average day. You've got me there. You, yeah. you got me by the pickle. I can't. Uh, that. mm, mm. That's true. So, so sour. Mm, I'm puckering. Pickle Roger. It's like pickle, pickle. Rick, but but not but with Roger. It's cuter. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Less dead rats. Um, I hope. Uh, yeah, so all they they come up with the idea that you ha- they have to rebury the corpses in consecrated mm-hmm. ground 
to stop the curse. Mm-hmm. And so they have this gleefully ghoulish scene at the, which is, you know, silly and corny and, but fun in a Halloween sort of way at the same time where they have to dig up these bodies, get every bit of the bodies and move them to another grave. And the inhabitants of the grave are not having it. No, not, <laughs> not at all. They, they are not happy campers. And of course, once again, Kira gets it the worst. Yeah, in a very effective sequence. Yeah, yeah, because what happens to her, like, instead of just getting beaten around, which she normally is, she gets thrown into the coffin, no corpse in the coffin, but she gets thrown into the coffin, the coffin stands on end, she's against the wall of the, the, the grave, so she can't open it, and it just starts to sink. Suck, sink, that, yeah, that was a really cool scene, that was awesome. I really need someone to re-edit that sequence with my heart will go on playing over it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as it, like, sinks into the earth. Aww, aww. Oh, and your little funny. hand comes out at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like, the other one is, of course, on fire, and Prison Break is getting attacked straight up by a skeleton. A skeleton. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, oh. Hmm. Yeah, he's like just trying to brush it off of him, and it's like, you know. It's a skeleton. This is bad. This is not, <laughs> yeah. yet not something that happens on an average day. Yeah, that moment that. seems so Evil Dead to me, though. I kind of loved it when she like just sat up and was like, "Nah!" And, like her jaw just like opened, and she just yeah. like <laughs> limply was flung at him. Like I loved it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have no I have no muscle tissue left, but somehow I'm moving. I don't care. It all works. <laughs> yeah. Basic horror movie stuff, but that doesn't mean it's not good. But yeah, so they rebury everything, but <laughs> the curse must love us like the Celine Dion, like I just mentioned, must go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. They wind up trapped in this house with the paranormal investigators and shit goes down because it's the final day and the ghosts are at their full power. And it's quite powerful. Uh-huh. More so than I anticipated. Uh-huh. It could take that cemetery gate and wrap it around the house so nobody's getting out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those ghosts weren't fucking around. Like, there was no doubt they wanted to kill these people uh-huh. no 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 there's no this clearly you're not getting out of this you can't reason with us you have to die mm-hmm. and not cutely either and Kira's is the first one to go poor thing i was bummed yeah. about that i, I was, was bummed too. especially with the fact that like it was noted that he was raping her i was like i wanted to see her be like fuck you and like beat defeat him you know that was my hope and i didn't get that yeah, no. yeah, because her ghost is gross. Yeah, he's all naked and bony and shit. And I'm like, oh no, you're gross. No, no, you're getting raped by that. And that was a pretty uh, effective kill too. The way they they pan that all out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she she got gets sucked into his basement, Freddy Krueger style, with all the other torture victims. But the other people burst in. They're back in the room, and he's got a piece of glass to her neck, and it's, she's just mm-hmm. holding it there, just holding it there, just holding it there. And you're like, he's not gonna, he's not, gonna, but he do. Yeah, he yeah. do. Yeah, it looked pretty good too. It it was a deep cut. Yeah, I thought so. That was yeah, yeah. But they 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 throw a towel on her, thinking they can keep her alive, which of course that ain't gonna work because that was like two inches deep, man. <laughs> she's losing a lot of blood. Somebody said that. In the like, of course she is. <laughs> she's losing. Uh, really? Yeah. Why? Internally? <laughs> I hadn't noticed. We can bandage it. <laughs> it sprayed out eight feet across the room. I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, They're just trying to live. But what I did enjoy was that even though Kira's dead, she's not out of the movie. No, she's not. No, because the piano ghost winds up possessing her body. Yes. So she gets to run around with an axe chasing everybody down with some of the more fun sequences. Yeah. I have a thing for axes. Axes scare the hell out of me. So any sequence involving an axe makes me very happy in the worst possible way. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and there were some effective moments with that, with that whole – I mean, the finale in general was a standout of the film. But Absolutely. I think the axe-wielding ghost had some of the coolest shots and, and executed sequences in the whole film. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Executed like Megan Perry. <laughs> oh yeah. Whose fault this all was? Yes. Well, yeah, she deserved it then. Yeah, because... but yeah, she did deserve it because it turns out she, you know, the gold, the holy grail. She keeps saying of par- uh, uh, paranormal uh, research is to get proof of it on film, mm-hmm. and this whole house is wired with video, mm-hmm. and so in order to keep things going. She, she kind the skulls. of skulls. the skulls just a little bit. <laughs> she mm-hmm. still, so the burial wasn't complete. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I thought we could handle it. No, honey. No, no, no. No, no, no. So she gets axe handled to the head. That'll teach Which, you, girl. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too sad about that. No, no, she did deserve it. This is, uh, this is now officially all your fault. Yes, yeah. She got poor Sid burned alive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I felt bad about that one. Because like you said, I had grown to like him. I hated him at first. Yeah. And I kept thinking, I'm like, what, it really wasn't that bad. What you did's not that bad. You were honoring the dead. <laughs> and like, you I'm danced sorry, so you lamely. Good, but you yeah. Huh? They danced so like, it's not like they were like, no, that's another gyrating. They were no. like swaying. <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like they, you know, took their tits out and were, you know, rubbing them on the tombstones and, and twerking on the tombstones. I would well, watch. They were, they were very, they were very white people dancing. It was I just think like, Kira's ghost would have enjoyed that. Yeah. But they were just like kind of swaying back and forth with them, you know, the drinks yeah, yeah. in hand. Yeah, it was just, and yeah, it was, it was very tame what they did. Yeah. It's you know, like, I okay, thought the so, whole the whole conjuring sequence in general was one of the weakest parts for me. Um, it looked good. They shot it pretty well, but like when it came down to what it was that they were doing and I started to realize, I was like, this is all you're going to give me this fucking like, like you're right. These white people like kind of frolicking about on some tombstones. Yeah. I didn't mind that. Like I thought if it had been more, it would have taken away. Cause for me, one of the impacts in the movie is that they didn't do anything bad. I wanted an Angela from Night of the Demons dance sequence to chop those two mistakes. Okay, <laughs> that's what I, I was going and hoping for. I understand for. that. I, I yeah, understand yeah. That too. Or if it had turned into that unintentionally. Yes. If, like if Kira other- would have just taken all of her clothing off and gone like full Return of the Living Dead, <laughs> that would've I would have been cool with it. This is yeah. really weird. I wasn't wearing leg warmers before, but now I am. <laughs> My hair is <laughs> short and bright red. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yes, but the thing that really sinks the movie is something <laughs> of the era. And it's something, a concept that they introduced to me on the Night of Living podcast podcast in regards to the House on Haunted Hill remake, mm-hmm. in which the whole movie wound up being boiled down to everybody being chased by a giant CGI cloud. 
listen, you can judge that cloud all you want. When that happened, I was like, what are you giving me? I like sat up and I was like, are you kidding me? You're going to give me a gigantic <laughs> CGI skull? I'm on board. That yeah. was what it took. <laughs> that horrible, horribly crafted. It was so poorly done and that's why I liked it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's of the era. You know, they didn't have the budget, and this is how they're like, we don't know how to end this, so we're going to do it with a gigantic floating CGI skull. skull. Yeah, it looked yeah. horrible. It doesn't yeah. look good. It doesn't look good. Oh, it looked horrible, but I feel like they really wanted to bust that load, and they, boy, did they bust it all over they, the beautiful face. You know, exactly. Yeah. They're like, we have the budget. It looks bad. Let's just fucking run with it. Just go. <laughs> they didn't even have the budget. They used the budget for that, and then there was no budget for anything else. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It down to you. I'm exactly. sorry, we can't afford the cat for another day. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was just, yeah, that that just, yeah, the, the whole movie just became, yeah, I mean, I don't know. A I mean, I'm not saying it's good. I'm no, it was, it's an entertain, it's entertaining, yes. you know, it's, an, it's an entertaining film. Yeah, no, it really is. But, you know, at that point, you know, I mean, it is what it is at that point. It's like, okay, so you got a cheap skull, you know. CGI skull chasing people around. Okay. Uh, this is one of those movies that I recommend to people who don't normally like horror movies. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, it is kind of back it. to basics. And it's scary, but not too scary. And eventually it all boils down to a CGI skull, which the masses appreciate. <laughs> it really is a color by the numbers horror movie. Uh -huh. Like, you can't get much more simplistic and like basic than this one. Um, I would agree. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it's very, yeah. I mean, it, it would be, and you know what? People that, and here's the thing is people that aren't like, that don't like horror movies would probably find some of the, the scenes they would probably think that it was scary. Because um, they're not jaded old cunts like us. Exactly. Uh huh. So I could see. Seen it all. I mean, like, I've seen that in other movies. They haven't. So, no, I mean, they're going to be like, watch. this is something like if she wasn't 85 years old, this is something I would watch with my mom mm -hmm. on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and she would yeah. be happy with it. I think I actually did show this to my mom. I did show this to my mom, and she loved it. Oh, yeah, see? This is I mean, up it's... her alley, and she loves horror movies. Well, that was fun. I but there's, 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 no, there's no F words, and nobody takes their breasts out. No, oh, no. Though yeah. so she did, let me say, Kira did have some popping nipples in that final sequence. Oh, she did? I noticed I mean, that, too. I was like, oh, girl, they're making you do this with no bra? You're doing yeah, they're like... Ugly, skanky demon thing and no bra? Oh, honey. No yeah. bra. They're not going to get her naked, but they are going to ice those nips up before they roll that camera. It's mm -hmm. pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or maybe she was enjoying what he was doing to her. Or the set was cold. And all of those things. I think they iced her nips. Yeah. <laughs> Will you do that for me on set, Troy? I'm hard. My nips. Why aren't you? <laughs> I was already planning on it. it oh, you. God. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys didn't hear that part of the conversation, but believe me, there was docking. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be more. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon subscribers are going to get an earful. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I guess Why? that's the Grave Dancers. I mean, I loved – I missed – I wish – the eight films to die for had caught on particularly like the second year they really made it event you got an event you got a pass for the whole thing you got a little lanyard and shit to wear if you went to all eight movies you got to go to a party yes and i went to the party and there was nobody there <laughs> that's sad there were oh, all nobody these workers it? ready to i came home with like 25 t-shirts because they like, just take them <laughs> with frowns on their faces oh, nobody's coming. Nobody, they threw a party and nobody came 
and it was sad. Low budget and- horror is so it's such a niche though. Like you really got to market that a certain way. And I think now that social media is so much more prominent, something uh-huh. like that might have more of a catch. <laughs> But imagine in 2006 trying to lure people into that, you know? Yeah, and you know, it, yeah, that it, they were, yeah, because like I said, there was some, there was some good films. One of my favorite films in probably the last 20 years is from the the eight films to die for series. So uh, it's Lake Mungo. Lake oh yeah, Mungo. that was that was year three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when they weren't even doing it in theaters anymore. Oh, actually, they did, they did, they did. It was, but it was like they, it was really quiet. Mm-hmm. They didn't market it at all. No, no. And then, I only like, I only saw a couple of those, uh, and the one I actually I think I only saw. No, I saw two. I saw the one that was Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but British. Oh, I can't think of the name. I don't remember what it was called. And one in like a hospital slasher, supernatural slasher thing, which was terrible. The unrest. No, oh unre- unrest. Unrest. Was the first, unrest. Was oh, the okay. First year, and that was shit. Yeah, that was that the was first shit. one that that was the first one that I caught in the series, and I was like, oh, is this how it's going to be? But the Japanese one they did was great. Um, whatever it was called, I'll fix it in post. Yeah, I don't. Remember. I love the Hamiltons, although the sequels was terrible. I'm trying to remember. There was one in the series that was an absolute. I don't look up these. Yeah, Dark Ride was Dark Ride was a lot of fun. I thought. Dark Ride, yeah, that's right, that's right. I talked to the director because I worked with Jamie Lynn Siegler back in the day. Oh, nice. Did, did Jamie Lynn Siegler. Yeah, she did. Yeah, musical, she's, she's a musical theater kid, so I did theater with her on Long Island. She had that oh. single Cry Baby in 2001 that I absolutely loved that didn't do anything, but I mm. rocked the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eight I can see films that. Films to die for. Eh. Autopsy, that was the bad one that I saw. Uh, oh, Autopsy. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, um, the, the Abandoned was fantastic. The Abandoned, I'm not sure. It was that. Russian. It took place in Russia. It was really oh, creepy. Okay. It was, uh, what's his name? The one who's got a name that sounds like snack food. Oh, the director's name sounds like snack food. I'm not helping. Oh my god. Adolf no, Pringle. I remember Unrest was the first one we saw it. It had that girl who looked like Britney Spears but wasn't Britney Spears. And she was had because she's seeing dead people all over the place. Because they 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 fucked around with their corpse that they had for medical school. I don't remember. And it was that. the wrong corpse. But she has this line where she's ta- – oh, Nacho Sierra is the guy whose name who sounds like a snack food. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Nacho, yeah. <laughs> That's Nacho Sierra. <laughs> well, whose is it? I don't know. But, um, yeah, in this movie Unrest, this girl had this line. She's like she's talking to her counselor, and she's like, you don't understand. I see things, and I feel things. Nod, nod, nod. I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> oh, boy. So yeah. you see things and you feel things. So you're conscious. Exactly. And the doctor's looking at her like, and go on. Please finish. <laughs> she did. She's like, I hear things. I'm like, hey, see me, hear me, fear me, Tommy. <laughs> Can you play pinball? <laughs> <laughs> I love Tommy. Yeah, 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 but that's it. All right. Yeah, yeah, everything else was shit that year. Wicked little things that was terrible. Oh, is that with Scout Taylor Compton? And- yeah, yeah, and her witch oh, okay. face. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> She's got an old lady face and a young woman's body. Hi, Scott. Oh, it was Reincarnation. That was the Japanese one, that was one that was about filmmaking. Okay, I haven't seen that one. That was good. No, there, there, there was a massacre at this hotel, blah, 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 years ago, and they're making a movie about it, and shit goes down. Okay. It was good. It was creepy. It was very yeah. unsettling. 
Yeah. No, Lake Mungo. If you haven't seen it, that's. Oh, I can't. I can't watch that one. That is. I saw yeah. it. It's brilliant. But I saw it like right after my sister died. Oh. And I don't want to ring that bell again. It brought yeah, up all this shit. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, it's a very. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really good movie. Like, very effective. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, boys. Thank you so much. Where? Can people find out more about these burgeoning future stars? I mean, not even future stars. You're current stars. You're the new rising (laughs) devos of the horror industry. Where can people find out more about you? And when your movies are coming out? Go ahead, Rocky. First. You want me to go first? Age before beauty, Troy. Age before beauty. Look at how humble everybody is all of a sudden. This is not how you make it in Hollywood. (laughs) <laughs> somebody somebody uh, drop dead drops dead in the chorus line you kick him aside you keep dancing keep i just want to go last so people remember me oh, oh Jesus. we got we got joan crawford over here um no uh, okay well i mean uh i mean i'm on social media I, yeah i mean i don't know which one to say i'm on social media you can find me troy Escamilla. um that's usually i'm 99 of my social media is is stuff related to um to my films um which again, if you're interested in following, you know, the progress of the films, um, you can, you know, party night stirring while Mrs. Claus is what it's called now. And then teacher shortage is the one that's the up, the, the one that's up and coming that I plan on filming. We're planning on filming a few scenes in December and then the rest of it in March. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm working on the, you know, the schedule and stuff. So yeah. So yeah, look me up. Hmm? Great. And Roger? Um, yeah, you can follow me on um, most social media. Anything that has like a user tag or a username, it's always the Scream Queer. That's my thing. Yes. The Scream Queer. Yeah. I'm not a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queer. Um, Instagram, Twitter, you know, the whole shebang. Um, I have an official Facebook page. You can look me up there. I'm pretty, I, I post a lot about my work as well. So if I post anything, it's normally going to be film-based or anger about politics. So if you don't want to hear politics, no, I'm trying to avoid it. I'm trying to avoid it. But um, yeah, no. So um, yeah, I do I'll use, I use social media a lot. That's the best way. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. So, All yeah. right, boys. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm glad we finally did this. And oh, by the way, I can officially say this now. You. Not the film flamers like I announced last week. You are officially my final girls. Yay! I have finally recorded everything. We made it, Troy. We made it. I want. I'm. I'm Amy Steele. You are. We're coming back for the sequel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And uh, thank you also for helping out the kids in New Alternative. That's really cool of you. And one more thing before we go. The most important thing. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! (laughs) Yes, happy Halloween! Well, 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 my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful screamers, that is going to wrap up. Episode 240. Thank you to Troy Escamilla and Roger Connors. Go find their movies. Go check them out. Go let me know what you thought of them and then let them know what you thought of them. You got all the information to find them. Go use that shit. Utilize the juicy bits I give to you. That sounded dirtier than I intended it to, which was not at all. I did not intend that to be dirty, but yet it came out dirty. This was a really long sentence. (sighs) 
Oxygen's good. So tomorrow on the schedule, we're getting weird. Again, we're going to stick with the weird this week. Well, you know, the closer to Halloween we get, I think it's appropriate that the weirder things get here at Scream Queens. We're going to take a look at an obscure giallo that was brought to my attention by listener Jelly Belly Kelly. Now, some of you might remember Jelly Belly Kelly. She went to the George Takai Allegiance screening when that happened, and so she was allowed to take over the episode for the day. And by the way, may I point out, the reason I wanted you to go see George Takai's musical Alliance, his Broadway musical Alliance, when it was screening in exclusive theaters, is because it was about the Japanese internment camps that happened during World War II, during and after World War II. And I told you then, it could happen again. And it has happened again. And it's continuing to happen, and now nobody's talking about it anymore. Except now, it's immigrant babies. Okay? Listen to me when I tell you things. Okay? Jelly Belly Kelly listened. So Jelly Belly Kelly got to take over the episode for the day, and she made us watch Hide and Go Shriek, and I did that with Allison and Brian. This time, she said, I would really like it if you covered this movie, and she had a copy of it. I had never heard of it before, and it's called Nine Little Indians. Actually, it's got a longer title. Hold on. Nine Little Indians Dead on a Nude on a Harvest Moon. You gotta love Giallos. And it's from 19... I don't have a date on it right now. Well, we'll have all that info tomorrow, but I'm gonna be joined by Wendy Volker from the When Delicious at Goal podcast and also hairdo enthusiast Martin McKeon. Now, Red Flag probably just went up for a whole bunch here because he's like, wait a minute, wasn't last time that Wendy and Martin Ron, you pulled a big joke on us that you tell us about a fake movie, but it was really the facts of life, Halloween episode? Do you really think I pulled that joke on you twice? No, I, I would, fool me once, shame on me. Or whatever, whatever that thing. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, you can't pull the same joke twice. This is an actual movie. And if you don't believe me, you can go ask Jelly Belly Kelly. That is her Twitter screen name. Go ask her right now. She'll tell you. It's for real. This is a real movie because Wendy and Martin did actually want to play the game for real this time. So we're going to have a lot of fun because this movie <laughs> is weird and it's total shit. So we're going to have a ton of fun, and I'll probably have a screening of it over the weekend. So keep your eyes out for that. I'm sure I'll bring up the details here, but keep your eye on the webpage and on the Facebook page and on Instagram in order to follow along at home. And of course, please spread the word. You now have two ways to get the word out about what we're doing here. You have that URL that I'm so sick of saying, but I will keep saying it until this whole thing is done and probably in my sleep for months afterwards. HTTP colon slash slash fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash SQ for Scream Queens. For Scream Queens not being part of the URL, just the SQ. Now that I confused you, but you guys know already. You guys know. You've got that, but now you also have the Facebook donation page. Go to Facebook, search Countdown to Halloween Potathon. You should be able to get there but just searching Countdown to Halloween Pod because I did put hyphens in the Podathon that might screw it up. But, you know, I don't know. It's Facebook. We'll figure it out. If not, come find me. Come find me. Well, how do I do that, Patrick? Well, first of all, if you want to get in contact with me, if you want to tell me your Halloween stories and take over the show in November, if you want details about that, go back an episode. You have all the information there about what I want. And if you have what I want, you can give it to me really easily. Anytime you want. 
by calling 917-720-2047 and leaving a voicemail. Oinkity oink oink. Or you could write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And that's Queens with a Z. If you want to follow me on Facebook, do a search on Scream Queens where horror gets gay. And that is where you'll find the events page for this to spread the word about the podcast itself. And the donation page to spread the word about the fundraiser. Do both. I've been combining the two as much as I can. But there's only so much one little me can do during the day. So get the word out. Get the word out. Spread it. Like I said, I made, I did, I made another $100 while I was recording the intro and outro just from the Facebook page in this half an hour. So it's been really effective today. And it will be really effective for you too if you spread it around a little bit. Let's hit that goal, kids. Let's hit that goal. Uh, of course, also you can follow me on Twitter at Scream Queens and Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. Whew. So until tomorrow, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. But maybe make this Halloween a little less creepy for the kids at New Alternatives. You know, help out some kids in need. That would be super cool. Celebrate the fact that I got through another episode without crying in your face. Celebrate that. Who knows how long that streak is going to last. I don't know. I might start crying right now. No, I'm good. And of course, never, ever, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Troy Escamilla knows it. Roger Connor knows it. I know it. And I know you know it. So say it with me. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, I just went full Linda Belcher on that one. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.